Just to alert our sensitive viewers, this episode may contain a bit of coarse language. Welcome to The Disability Tangent, the podcast that delves into the dynamic world of disability inclusion and accessibility. I'm your co-host, Christy Blumendahl. And I'm your co-host, Rocco Catroni. Excited to be joining you on this journey. In each episode, we'll be exploring the myriad facets of disability inclusion, unraveling the complex tapestry of challenges, triumphs, and innovations that shape the lives of individuals with disabilities. While we celebrate the victories, we're acutely aware of the systemic injustices that often impede progress. Through candid conversations with thought leaders, advocates, and individuals with lived experiences, we'll shed light on the prevailing barriers and the urgent need for systemic change. From inaccessible infrastructures to discriminatory policies, we'll navigate the intricate web of challenges that continue to hinder the full participation and empowerment of the disability community. Oh, and expect us to take a few detours along the way. Our goal is not just to discuss these issues, but to inspire actionable conversations, challenging societal norms, and fostering a more inclusive and equitable future for all. By addressing these systemic challenges head on, we believe we can work towards a more just and accessible society for people of all abilities, even if we sometimes get carried away on tangents. Whether you're deeply passionate about disability advocacy or simply curious to learn more, join us as we delve into the diverse, enlightening, and sometimes tangential conversations of disability inclusion. This episode is sponsored by Emily Krejci, the creator of our fabulous cover art here at the Disability Tangent. You can find her amazing work on Redbubble. Go to redbubble.com and search for Emily Krejci Shop. That's E-M-I-L-Y. K-R-E-J-C-I, or check out the link in the show notes below. All right, Christy, tell me about yourself. Well, I am Christy Blumendahl. This has been established, I think, but I am Christy Blumendahl. And I am a disabled woman. I have physical, mental, emotional. I have all the disabilities. Yes, I say I just am a co-occurring illness because I have the whole gamut. I have started a business called New Moonrise where I do coaching and some public speaking, some educational pieces and therapeutic pieces. And then, no, that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Is there something else I do? Oh, I know. And I am helping to run the coalition that is associated with the podcast and to help people with disabilities and organizations that support them to connect and network and develop some collective power. Yes, that was not very clear. That needs some editing. I love how you said that. Ah, Christy Wu, which I'm sure we've established. A job. I would like to, how you say, work. (laughs) I wish I could work. It never seems to work. Basically, <laughs> and I get I fired. To, I don't want. To. Oh my god! I oh. go to interviews with my aid and my splint, and people are like, "What the?" All right, I'm gonna jump in. I'm Rocco Catroni. I have my PhD in rehabilitation sciences from Southern Illinois University. My disability identity is a variety of learning disabilities 
potentially from complications when I had cancer when I was younger and through a lot of the treatments. It turns out you can't pump your body with chemicals and have no effects on a small developing six-month-old brain. So here we are. Over the years, I've found many ways to work around it, but those ways can be very tiresome, which I'm sure we'll cover on future episodes. And Christy and I talk about that a lot, where it's not that we can't do these things. It's just the way to do these things have another seven or eight steps associated with it. But we do it so quickly, people don't know. But they might see that we tire a little bit more easily. So I'm really excited to talk through that more. And for the general work that I do now, I'm a professor and I run a lab that has a major focus on trying to understand what disability stigma is, how that shows up in clinical work through behavior analysis, psychological services, social work, medical services. And I do a number of trainings with hospitals and local organizations on how to realize what those things are and address those. But even through that work, I continuously address my own stigmas that I have towards myself and other people. And it's been a really cool journey. Well, you sound smart. I'm going to do mine over. I'm smart too. Mm -hmm. I say that sequence of things all the time, six times. And I never say to people, well, I sometimes say to people, but I rarely say to people like, my name is Christy and I have multiple advanced degrees. I have philosophy, theology, social justice, and well, I don't technically have a degree, but a certificate in behavior analysis. You have training. Because yes, I have training in ABA because didn't quite make the cut for the whole program. It was a little hard. Not that it was hard. I mean, it was hard. It's hard because it was hard for a person with my disabilities. It wasn't designed. Let's say this. It wasn't designed for a person that has physical and other challenges. Agreed. Yes. So instead, I started my own business, which is designed to help support people like me who have these other challenges with potentially trauma, mood, etc. Work through some stuff. At New Moonrise. Yes. There, see, that sounds so much better. That was much better. That was awesome. <laughs> you, I did you just, it. like, bang that out. You're, I wanted to sound like this. I'm going to do it. And then it just happens. Alrighty. So, yeah. So, Christine, tell me a little bit about your interest in disability in general and just what you're excited about this podcast. I want to hear a little bit more about that just directly from you. So disability in general, obviously as a person who has a number of disabling conditions, it's an area of interest because my life is affected regularly by living in the world with disabilities. I've had the opportunity to connect with so many amazing people who also have disability Mm -hmm. identities, and that has been amazing for me. But what I constantly see is that the world is so limiting and stigmatizing in ways that aren't necessary and that we could provide so much more than we are providing. It just seems inconvenient or... I don't know. It seems like work to do so. And so people just continue in their stigma, in their sort of recalcitrance against change because they can, because they're not in a position where they're affected. Mm-hmm. It's been really an eye opener as someone who 
Well, so I'll say I became disabled in some ways over time. My tremor, my fibromyalgia, my chronic fatigue, those are things that sort of appeared in my life as I got older. Some of my mental health issues were there very young, so those I've just lived with all the time. But as some of these things started to appear in my life and my ability left, it was a very stark contrast for me. And so I realized that so much needs to be done. Some people have probably known this their whole lives, but for me, that contrast was so evident. Like, here's how people used to address me. Here's how they address me now. And seeing that difference made me recognize, like, there's nothing making them treat me differently except for this illness, this disability. And that really made me understand that this is a choice. It's a choice to treat people in this way. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I understand that people are choosing, people are choosing to be really, really shitty to people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And that needs to change. And if all I can do is change a few minds about the choice that they're making, like, that's worth it to me. I think that's an excellent point. I, it reminds me, I know you and I, I mean, we've known each other for a few years now in a variety of different capacities yeah. <laughs> and having seen some of those changes up front and what that kind of looks like and how that's affected you. But just looking at those systems, at that stark contrast of when that veneer of perfection and ability and usefulness, whatever that means to that particular system or what you have to do to fit inside a box to get a certification or degree or a job or not qualify for a particular support service that's tiring having to do that. And once you're not actively keeping that mask up, it seems like people are less likely to accept you because then it's not like, oh, they're trying and they're overcoming and blah, 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 blah. Like all this crap and junk and weird language around that yeah. just continues to foster that othering of people. And it's that's hard to see happen to other people that's hard to see happen in yourself and like you said people who have known you or systems that have known you for a long period of time they see that transition and it's almost as if the movements and the transitions that you go through if that's the variable right yeah that's the thing that's changing like you said and that's hard to see and for me personally i'm so interested in we're, we're interested in the same way we're interested in watching car wrecks, right? <laughs> like, I can't look oh. away. Yeah, I can't look away, but why does that happen? <laughs> and it's so interesting how that flips and where does that flip come from? Or it's like, oh, we're friends. This is great. Everybody's doing something, but it always seems to be at this, like everybody's doing something or everybody's contributing in a particular way. And once that contributing changes or the way it looks changes, then all of a sudden it almost looks like there's a switch and then people are like oh this person's annoying or oh they're asking for this again or oh i have enough in my life right now i can't support this person a little bit more right. and especially for people you build this rapport with why does that change and i don't know i'm really excited to do this work with you christy too and talk through this and meet the people that we know and share that information because how many times have we had these conversations with the people that are going to be on this podcast and i'm glad that we're we can like share that and maybe even model how to have some of those conversations, even if it's not clean and pretty, but it's, 
you know, we got to start somewhere because if we can't talk about that, the words that are only ever going to be used are the ones that are promoting more stigma and othering. Yes. And it, w- it will get messy. Like I feel like we need to warn people. It will get messy. We won't do this right all the time. There will definitely be mm-hmm. things that are said wrong or things that come out wrong or the curses. There will be plenty of curses. We might edit some of them, but probably not. We'll try to reduce as much as we can. <laughs> that would be the separate sound. <laughs> Season one, curses, 45 minutes 45 minutes long. of curses, yes. <laughs> No, but I think that's part of it, right? It's like, this work is not easy work either. It's hard work. It's important work, though. So it needs to continue to be done. And I am excited about it, too, because there's all of these people in places that are trying to work towards change. And I think a lot of times they just don't get the exposure that I would like to see them have. And I get so excited about I'll meet someone new. I'll have someone new on my LinkedIn profile be like, hey, I see we have the same 42 friends. Who are you? And I'll be like, oh, that's great. I want to know you too. How can we connect? And I'm excited to do this to like lend this space for them as well. Oh, yeah. So I think the part that I'm really excited about this in general and sharing some of those resources, because how many times have we or talk to individuals or organizations or seeing the resources that are there. And we're like, why doesn't everybody know about this? And it, it seems like such a disservice where they're trying so hard to like market that component or to show the usefulness of it, but we don't have those same systems in place or we're not TikTok sensations. We're not using generative AI to like flood the market with whatever that piece is where people are just out there doing good work and not getting the recognition when many people in the community can really benefit from the work that they're doing. And even in some cases, I know you and I have talked with people that are like four blocks away from us. We're like, I have never known that you existed in my community. We've probably seen each other at the jewels. Yes, it's so crazy. I'm one person. We literally are in the same neighborhood and we have been connecting over Facebook for the last three years. And now we're like, oh, we should meet in person. Of course, we're both chronically ill. So we're always like, we should meet in person. Oh, I can't. I'm having a flare up. I can't. I'm having a flare. So we still haven't managed to get together. It's fantastic. We can support each other's work and I can say, oh, hey, here's this other person and here's this other person. And we can begin to say, let's connect and connect and connect. And so that it's not just even like, around the corner but across the globe we can get everyone in the same space which i feel like makes so much more sense if we were all together like how much more might we be able to support there and i think because we're all doing similar but different things i can be so helped by someone else's expertise in an area there's one person that i follow who like posts the best stuff about here's how to make really good image descriptions and I'm like oh I never would have thought to do that on my images and most of the time I just avoid putting up images I know that I should be doing these things for low vision and blind people but I don't know how to do them properly so I just avoid doing them and that's not right either so I want to be able to put this out there for everyone because I I learn from that expertise but I might have expertise that they don't have. And I think it's great that we can just be like, 
passing things back and forth and creating a space where that information just lies is really important. Yeah. Agreed. And I think if we funnel that all into a place, kind of like you said, into one individual spot as almost a repository to bring everybody under the same roof as much as we can. And because we're all in this together, that's the only way that we can yes. push forward. And if this podcast is a small way to do that or potentially model that for other people to do the same thing, I think that can be a really powerful generalization of how these things work. How does it move on to the next community, the next person, other people taking this on and sharing this information that's not just putting information out there to put information out there to hit the algorithms. We're doing it because this is important, because it's hard, and because it needs to be done. Yes. Yes to that. It's unbelievable. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I think this worked. I think this, this is a good, good start. I think so. Yeah. And we'll go from there. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll be like, hey, is this suck or is this great? Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> This seems fine. It's our first try, so it's a good yeah. try. It's a good start. All right. Are you wondering why Rocco and I are yelling the word mind-boggling into our microphones? To be honest, the behavior is a bit mystifying to us as well. But it has something to do with our amazing, gregarious, brilliant first guest on the disability tangent, Gavin he says the word mind-boggling in ways that make us want to repeat it. So we do. Check out our first full-length episode later this week to hear all about it. <laughs>